Clark laying on the floor. After the Draymond foul? And then he's like, uh. Now back to 95.7 The Game. Sterling with some smash mouth. Out the break. I love it. No, Smash this, mouth. Is, uh, this is Chumbawamba. This isn't. Oh, this is Chumbawamba. <laughs> this is tub thumping by Chumbawamba. Well, I know the song. Yeah. Yeah. Either way. Uh, Whitey Gleason, Jason Dugas. Invigorating. Seven, the game. Yeah. The Warriors, of course, beat Memphis by 30 last night. But it wasn't until after the game that the Grizzlies really embarrassed themselves with Taylor Jenkins and others suggesting, and John Moran himself on Twitter suggesting, that his tweaked knee was caused by a dirty play from Jordan Poole. Yeah, he's going to evaluate it now. Nothing further. I mean, we just watched the replay. Uh, he, he was going after a dribble, and Jordan Poole actually grabbed his knee and yanked it, which kind of triggered whatever happened. So I'm actually going to be very curious to see what happens after that. Which triggered whatever happened. I'm going to be curious to see what happens there. Wink, wink. Maybe the league should look into that. Wink, wink. Come on, coach. You're yeah. better than that. Is he? We don't. Uh, we don't even I think know that. they are. I mean, I, he, I they, they've this. got a good program there. They've made you know improving over the last few two three years. The growth has been impressive. They they they're looking bad these past couple of days. I actually talked to Taylor Jenkins on Friday, and I asked him. What was the team's reaction to Dylan Brooks' suspension? He looked at me. He was like, we talked about that already. We're moving on. I think I saw that. I was like, okay, guy. All was right. that during one of his sessions where he was Yeah. I was, saw I didn't know you. I saw that. Yeah, that was me yeah. who asked him that question. I was yeah. like, I mean, okay, this is your first day in San Francisco, so we haven't talked to you. That's neither here nor there. That was completely Bush League, his comments after the game. They were in bad faith. I think he knows that Jordan Poole didn't hurt. John Moran's knee. Jordan Poole was asked about Jaws' knee. Yeah, I mean, as a basketball player, we went, we doubled him, um, and I hit the ball, and I was going for the ball. I mean, obviously, you don't want to see anybody get hurt. I'm not even that type of player. I respect everybody, so, I mean, obviously, hopefully, we get better. Hopefully, he gets better, and, um, you know, we can see him out there in this game, but, you know, I don't even play like that, for real. That's not my type of game. Bottom line is this, as you as you probably know, if you're Jordan following Poole this. Jordan Poole barely plays defense, let alone dirty defense. Well, we don't even know if that's, that's when... Jaw hurt his knee. It's not. He he hurt his knee the play that's before the when he thing. when he closed out on Clay Thompson, and that's why this is all in such bad faith. We're talking about a play where that's not even when he got hurt, right? And you manipulate the video, yeah. you slow it down to make it look worse than it was. Watch it in real time. He barely grazes Jaw's knee. It was completely natural motion that he went. He was like going down, like. Basketball is a contact sport. It is. Just because Steve Kerr said that your guy broke the code earlier in the series, which he did, doesn't mean you have to come back and try to, you broke the code. Yeah, grasp at straws to, to you know, try to even the right. score. Neither, neither. I know I'm not, but but you are. They, and Ja tweeting and then deleting. Yeah. I thought, you know, why why are why are they deleting tweets? I thought they shouldn't they stand on what they say? That's Memphis, right? They want all the smoke. Mm-hmm. Isn't that right, Draymond? They're the most physical team, right? We've historically been viewed as a pretty soft jump shooting team, right? I ain't just make that up. The scouting report has always been get physical with them, and that's what it's been since I've been here. So, pain away. So, a bad look by a frustrated team. 888-957-9570. The Xfinity Mobile text launch talk to Filmo Mike on 95.7 The Game. 
What's up, Philmo? What's up, Whitey? Uh, what up, bro? Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Thank you. Hey, Jason came with the typical black guy answer. Oh, this is smashing pumpkins. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, don't call me out like that. I, I don't get my white. I don't have all my white boy bands right. Hey, man, you 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 said yeah, like yeah. He you said it coming. And Sterling came back in with the smashing pumpkins, and Whitey was like, "Bro, this is trouble wubble." That was <laughs> That was hella funny. But anyway, hey, I just want to say, I don't know what it is about the officiating in this series. It's very chimmy. In comparison to the other series, I don't know what it is. And not to be on some – the black dude last night, I'm not trying to be on no – it's not a race thing, but the black dude last night was calling a lot of phantom calls. I don't know. I know it wasn't Mark Davis. It wasn't uh, Hayward Workman or – Huh. It wasn't the dude that looked like Gucci, man. It was a new black dude. I He was calling. I'm like, he called a foul on Andrew Wiggins. I was like, how is that a foul on Andrew Wiggins? Like, he was just calling stuff to be calling stuff. It's a couple of articles. I forgot where it was, but it was saying a, a, officiating in the Warriors and Grizzly, uh, Grizzly series is horrible just on the fact that they can't play. Like, every other series is physical, but this one is very chimney. Thank you. I think you might be talking about Trey Maddox. And by the way, uh, Jason didn't say a Smashing Pumpkins. He said a Smash, Smash Mouth. Because isn't Smash Mouth a band? Yeah, they're. I think they're semi. I think they're like San Jose. Yeah. Anyway. I yeah. Thought, sure. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think they're Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz. Okay. Yeah. Hey, uh, Smash Mouth. Yeah. Hey, now you're an All Star, Jason. Hey, now, yeah. Come on now. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. Smash Mouth. Chumbawamba, man. Come on. Chumbawamba, I think, is British, aren't they? Yeah. Anyway, be that as it may, um, we'll see where the Grizzlies go from here. We'll, we'll see where the series goes from here. Do you think now it's going to get uh, – do you think we're going to get a physical answer from the Grizzlies? You know, sometimes I hope not. a physical, quote-unquote, physical team that's up against it sometimes, and Dylan Brooks will be back out there. And he does. He plays that way regardless. He does. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, Dylan Brooks isn't going to change the way he plays. That's how he got here. How he got to the NBA. He started from Canada to Oregon to the National Basketball Association. That's who he is. And like I said, some people, they just don't realize it. I like, I don't think he you, – you said it best. They just don't care. They don't necessarily want it to happen, but they don't care. Maybe it does. Yeah. I don't want to hurt you, but if you get hurt, oh, well. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> some people are just like that. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know – I hope it doesn't get out of hand because the Warriors have way more to lose than Memphis. I could see it getting really ugly when it goes back there. And the, and the Warriors don't the Warriors don't really have guys. I guess you can bring in JTA to get a little yeah, you know, 95th Street Oakland. We can <laughs> we can muck it up if you want. But that's not what you want. Juan's not even that type of dude. Right. You know, Juan, not, he doesn't shy away from it, but he's not going to necessarily bring it. Like Dylan Brooks is like, it's a given. Yeah, like no, nah, that's not he, who he is. Um, yeah, so I would say that's like the only guy on the Warriors roster who who would even fit the billing if you needed it. It was interesting earlier you were talking about Iguodala and how when Clay got so excited after Game One, Iguodala's the one telling him, you know, composure. But when Draymond got uh, teed up 
And then when he was going, you know, flipping off everybody on TV, we could see that Iguodala was like trying to he calm tried him to down. Grab him. Yeah. He tried to grab hey, him. Hey, like, hey, oh, hey, hey, no. hey. That was really interesting. That was actually, I'm sorry, that was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Draymond running around, and it was it was really funny. Uh, Draymond's a character. Uh, I love, shoot, I I love it, honestly. I, I can't get enough of it. Um, That's how Jason leaves the studio every time we do a show, by the way, is with to me and to Sterling, giving us the Draymond. Giving everyone daps, sprinting. Yeah. Yeah. On the you know, Xfinity Mobile text line, <laughs> Dubs need to go sign David West to a 10-day. David West, he... What is he, 41 now or whatever? Yeah. I love David West. I'm sure he has four four hard fouls in him. Yeah, left. yeah. He was... when he Before he even came here, he was really underrated. He mm-hmm. was a really good player. Good player. Yeah. Really good player. Started as Xavier. He, yeah, he's always been a good player. No, nah, man, I hope this doesn't get ugly like that. Like I said in the beginning of the show... Two really good basketball teams. Let's just let's let's focus in on the basketball stuff. Mm-hmm. I think Steve's probably telling his team today in practice, don't entertain any of that. Yeah. From the four oh eight, Jenkins complains like a third grader in a playground after he got smacked in dodgeball from Gill. That's the thing, Gil. And I it sounds like I think Jenkins is a better coach than you do, or maybe I'm giving him more credit than you. I don't know. But either way, it's like, I don't know why he went that way last night. What are you going to gain by that in that situation? Especially when you don't even know what happened. No, yeah, no, that's – it was Bushley. He shouldn't even have done it. He mm-hmm. knows that. That's what makes it even more frustrating because I think they all know better. Like, John knew deep down that, that Jordan Poole, one, wasn't on purpose, and two, didn't really hurt him. Mm-hmm. But he sent that tweet anyway. Taylor Jenkins, come on, man. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's frustration, and that's not how you're supposed to respond. Frustration sensation. 888-957-9570. Free the people at Oakland joins us, 95.7 The Game, to talk about the officiating. What's up, FTP? Hey, guys, I don't know about you, but in, in this series, this has been some of the most inconsistent officiating that I've ever seen. One game you can play rough. The next game you can't play rough. The next game every touch foul is being called. I want to have respect for John Durant. Um, I think that Taylor Jenkins is a good coach. Obviously, Memphis played really well this year. They finished with a two seed. That wasn't an accident. They're a good young team up and coming, but they still need to learn their way through this time of the year. The playoffs is a different beast in the regular season. Um, I respect John's talent, but I don't respect the deleting the tweet after you post it. If you're a man and you post something and that's your feelings, stand on your feelings. But this back and forth with the break in the code to compare somebody accidentally grabbing a knee to clothesline guy, even comparing to Draymond Fowl and Brandon Clark. Like, if anybody's ever played basketball and swipe down on a player trying to hit the ball, you've hit somebody in the face before, or you may have been hit in the face on a similar play. That's a basketball play. The clothesline crossing somebody's head, you never had a chance at the ball. He's a left-handed, you know, player going up for a dunk. Like, to compare these things and the claim breaking the code, it's just got real soft, like Charmin soft. And all the trolls that hate the Warriors on Twitter and Facebook, in whatever forum they choose to discuss sports on. When Steph Curry's being hacked by Delhi all these years in the finals, Steph's not getting calls. We always hear, hey, man, you got to play through. This is the playoffs. But then when the Warriors play that way, then it's, oh, you guys are dirty. They let the Warriors get away with everything. We just need consistency from the trolls. I want to say go Warriors. Happy Mother's Day to everybody. Hey, guys, thanks for taking my call. I'm out. Thanks for listening. I think maybe in this case – Maybe Jordan Poole needs to borrow a page from Robert Ory. Remember Robert Ory? And I'd forgotten about this. J.D. Big reminded me of this Bob. yesterday. Robert Ory one time, uh, 
swiped down on a, on a player, Walt Williams, and he ended up breaking his hand. And people asked him about, hey, uh, what happened there? You, you broke his hand. And Robert Ory said, well, maybe he needs to drink more milk. So <laughs> That was a crazy response. <laughs> so, Pouring me- that milk down your fat face. Thanks. <laughs> It's absolutely, Coase. So uh, I, I don't know what the Grizzlies are going to do from here basketball-wise. I don't know what moves they have left. Yeah, they have Dylan Brooks coming back, so their perimeter defense should be better. But they just were no match whatsoever for the Warriors last night. And Jaws just right now, he's doing everything. He has to do everything. But last night was a great lesson, Jason, in how much easier it is for the Warriors to beat this team when they're making shots and when they're limiting turnovers because – we all knew this going in. The Grizzlies are so good in transition, and it's tough to stop Ja when he's got a full head of steam. But if he's having to walk it up, and you're not giving him those open floor turnovers, and you're making shots, and they got to take the ball out of the bottom of the basket, they're no match for the Warriors. No, they they aren't. And I we haven't talked about him once all show. Did you happen to see T. Morant last night, Ja's dad at mm-hmm, the game? Mm-hmm. Everyone in Dub Nation was getting picks with him. Really? Pre-game. Yeah, really? Dub Nation loved Team Moran. Wow. He was taking picks with Warrior fan after Warrior fan. I was just watching him do it. He's a character. He's a character. Um, I think it's fun just to kind of watch his interactions at games and whatnot. Mm-hmm. He's become a celebrity. Yeah, Team Moran. Yeah. So who's starting for you? Ne- you're starting Kamiga next game, aren't you, if you're the coach? I'm going same exact lineup. Uh, See, I would go Porter. You'll go Porter instead of Kamiga. started the second half with. Okay. I mean, I'm not mad at that. Porter has played really well. Um, And he is a stabilizer. So I'm not mad at that at all. I do think you need to utilize Kaminga, though. Yeah. In some shape or form. He has a place in this series. Now, if they're able to get past um, Memphis, you got to assume it's going to be Phoenix looming. Even though that series is 2-1, to and I think game four is today, right? Right. That yeah, that game's actually at like noon. Um, Phoenix isn't going to lose that series. It might it might go six or seven even, but Phoenix is going to prevail. I tend to agree with you, but I know you could make the case. I'm not making the case. But I hope just Dallas wins. Yeah, I mean, I know some have suggested. You know what? It looks like maybe Dallas. They they had a great second half based on what they did defensively, and it looks like they figured some things out defensively in that last game. Warriors beat Dallas in five. If, if that happens. So I welcome that. But I just my, think that isn't that in a series you've seen a lot of series. Mm-hmm. Even in a one-sided series, if if a team gets one, that's the one they get when the series goes back home that yeah, first game. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. you know, Dallas countered as they should. Phoenix is going to counter back probably. You know, Phoenix, Phoenix probably has – the second, third, and fourth best players in that series. I'd say the best player in the series is probably Luka. Mm, I like Devin Booker. But you, you like Booker better than Luka? Yeah. Luka's a little – he's a really good player, I know. But A lot know. of people call Luka White Harden. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. And people aren't saying that as a, as a, right. as a compliment. No, I get it. Very ball dominant, so it puts up the numbers. I mean, he's extremely skilled. I know that. I see that. But at the other end – that's where, you know, yeah. as good as Dallas is defensively, he's not. Right. Right. Well, anyway, my point was that I think Kaminga has a role in these series going forward. Like, if they play Phoenix, 
That's another team with the wings like Macau Bridges, Cam mm-hmm. Johnson, mm-hmm. Jay Crowder. The Warriors are going to need to match that with some athletic wings themselves, and Kaminga fits the billing. It's really Kaminga, Wiggins, Porter to a degree. Porter's not a wing, but, you know, Porter can step out on the perimeter. Um, yeah, he has a place in that. He has a place going forward. Then even if you look on, look over on the east side of things, you got Boston. I'm really surprised they're down in this series. I know. I thought they were going to win this series. Um, and they still may, but they got job. Talk about bad officiating. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, they got hosed at yes. the end of that game. Yeah, they're down three, and Marcus Smart's going up for a three, and he gets fouled. And they say, ah, oh, it wasn't an act of shooting. And that's he was trying to shoot the ball. How come the refs have been so bad this year? I don't know. Uh, it's, They've been horrible. Obviously, it's hard to do. But still, I, we had Kerr on a couple weeks ago. I was in for Damon, and I asked Kerr about the you know the replay thing, and I asked him, hey, how about if a coach, you know, you have the challenge, you keep your challenge as long as you're right. Yeah, that's what it should be, yeah. like, like the NFL. Right. So, because yesterday Udoka had already used his challenge and couldn't challenge that. Why? And he, you know, it doesn't matter if you're right or wrong. You only get one. And I asked Steve Kerr that. Would that be better? He said, I guess that would be better. But he said, if it were up to him, you wouldn't have that at all. Right. He doesn't like replay. He says, eh, you have that at the end of the quarters to see if the ball goes in or not. Um, but he doesn't like the replay. But if you're going to – the officiating is so bad, to me, something has to be done there with the challenges. I should – if I challenge you and I'm right, I shouldn't lose my challenge. No, you shouldn't. I, I absolutely agree. It happened earlier in this series, too. I forget – you know what? when it happened? Um, that foul they called on Draymond at – in game two on mm-hmm. Ja, mm-hmm. remember that? Yes. At the end of the game, yes. that got Ja two when free he's throws. Trying to get a rebound, yeah. And yeah. instead of it, instead of Warriors having the ball down one, Warriors get the ball down three. Clay travels. They should have been able to challenge that. That was not a foul, in my opinion, on Ja Morant, and they couldn't use it. Yeah, I'm sitting there like, ah, oh, this is so stupid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And. Sorry, behind you, Whitey. Straight dog just running down the street. Running down Broadway kind of distracted me. Wow. Um, But anyway. Be a dog. What kind (laughs) of dog is it? It looked like a pit bull. Hello. It was running the opposite way. It's running up Broadway, going towards. Go on, get that dog, would you? Bring him in here. (laughs) Going towards Columbus. Yeah, okay. Um, If they get that call and the ref swallows his whistle like he should have, they're only down one. They get the ball back and. I think they win that game. We're 3-0, and we can end it. They can end it on Monday, and I can have a couple of days of rest. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all about you, isn't it? I think. Yeah, you know, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes got to be selfish. <laughs> but, yeah, like, no, nah, the refs have been really, really bad, and um, something's got to give. Like you said, Boston got hosed. Yeah. That's just like – that, t- that sucks the fun out of it. The other thing, explain this to me. This is a little wonky, but – in that situation, okay, so Milwaukee is up by three in the final seconds, and Mike Budenholzer said we weren't going to foul. How do you not foul intentionally in that situation in today's NBA? I there always are a few foul. that yeah, you have to, right? I always foul. Yeah. He said we weren't and it, it worked out, they won the game. But you have to you're up three, you foul, you give them two free throws, you have to do that. I've seen teams that I root for spurned so many times by not fouling, and it's usually like college. Jim Beheim hates the foul thing too. Well, Pop does too, I think. And Kerr in the past has been 
He's kind of, I think, had his feet in both camps. I'm like, dude, time. foul. Foul him. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm team foul for sure. Mm-hmm. Just mathematically, yes. it makes it easier. I get some people just don't like to, you know, it feels like gimmicky. Like, but I don't care. Right. Win by any means necessary. Yeah. I know it's true. People say you can't complain about the fishing when your team loses. But it's just been so bad. Yes, you on can. the text line. Yeah, on the text line. I thought under two minutes, referees could see who touched the ball last. They don't do that anymore. They used to, at the end of games, they would automatically do that. But we saw that at the end of, uh, what was it, game one, where the Warriors lost the ball out of bounds. Remember, it should have been Warrior ball, and they jumped it up. Right. Yeah, because the officials can't. They used to always, that was all right, so let's bad check it. too. But it took so long that they stopped doing that. Imagine if the Warriors lost that game. Yeah. I was, yeah, there's. There's been a lot of malpractice, officiating malpractice going on. I'm sick of it. Mm-hmm. Sick of it. Yeah, yeah, because it could be better. Uh, from the 925, those fans, Jason, just mistaken T. Moran for Usher. Uh, that could be what's going I on. I know. <laughs> <laughs> they've been they've been saying that for a couple of weeks now, that he looks just like Usher. Yeah. I don't see it. Yeah. I don't see it that much. Uh, what Smash Mouth song would you like to hear when we come back? Any Smash Mouth requests? Nah, I need Sterl to come with some rap. All right, you got it. So, uh, I, so I actually can get this the rapper right. Gotcha. Also, we'll look at Mark Jackson, <laughs> former Warrior coach Mark Jackson. Is he going to be back on an NBA bench soon? That's next. Whitey Gleason, Jason Dumas with the 95. Okay. This was Sterling's choice. You made your request. He decided to go with the Smash Mouth. Jason Dumas, Whitey Gleason on 95.7. The game. Smash Mouth it is. I'm still laughing at Fillmore Mike. (laughs) Said he was cracking up. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Hope you're enjoying Mother's Day. Hope that all the moms in your life are having a wonderful time and we're all celebrating uh, what our mothers in our lives have meant to us. So happy Mother's Day. Happy day for Warrior fans. It's time now, speaking of mothers, for it's only the second time we've done this feature. The last time it went kind of sideways. And we'll get back to the Warriors and the big win last night. It's time once again to play Bet Sterling's Mom's House. Oh, gosh. Okay, and we did this uh, last time, not knowing that you and I'd be working again on Mother's Day, but uh, this was, I think, it might have been the first weekend that the playoffs uh, tipped off, and on Bet Sterling's mom's house, you took, you took Atlanta against Miami. Yeah, right? I, t- I thought uh, I thought Atlanta would uh, win, and that was game two or game three. Yeah, Atlanta was yeah. dogs by like four or five. I was yeah. like, oh, they're out, they'll, they'll cover at least. Yeah, they got. Their teeth kicked in. Yeah. So because you missed that, that means that Sterling's mom lost her house. Yes. Yeah. So today on Bet Sterling's mom's house, and happy Mother's Day to Becky. <laughs> we need you to to get this one done, Jason, so she can get her house back. Okay. So a lot on the line. And if you, we don't win today, I don't even want I don't even want to think about it. So we'll give you not only the two games today, but the two games tomorrow. So you 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 take your pick. All you got to do is you just pick one, get it right. So we got today, of course, we got Phoenix. Uh, They're given two and a half. Excuse me, they're getting two and a half. Phoenix is getting two and a half at Dallas. Phoenix minus two and a half. Uh, We also have 
Milwaukee and uh, Boston. Well, that's tomorrow. Today's Miami and Philly. Sorry. Miami Miami's and off Philly. again two and a half. Yeah, looks Miami's like. getting. Uh, I got two. You want two and a half? That's fine. Uh, tomorrow. Well, the, wait, wait, wait. No, Philly's getting two and a half is what the line I'm looking at. Philly's minus two and a half. Philly's minus two. Okay, you're right. Philly's minus two. Phoenix minus two and a half. All right, so let's get that straight. You're right. Thank you. Philly minus two. Phoenix minus two and a half. And then tomorrow we got uh, Milwaukee minus one, and we got the Warriors minus nine. So all you got to do is get one of those right. Phoenix, minus two and a half at Dallas today. Philly, minus two. Or you want to go two and a half? That's fine. Uh, I'm going Suns. Suns, Suns are going to win, Suns, win all right. by about five or six. Okay. Yeah, we're going to get we're going to get Becky's house back. That's great. <laughs> unforgettable. Still looking nervous as hell over there. Button, man. I need a place to sleep tonight. <laughs> yeah, because Sterling uh, had been living with his, with, with his mom. And so he's been, you know, making do here. So he's really pulling for you here. So, all right. Uh, betting at Sterling's mom's house. Jason going with the Phoenix Suns. Yep. Yeah. Minus two and a half against the Dallas Mavericks. All right. Well done. It's all going to work out, Sterling. All going to work out. Happy Mother's Day. How's your mom been taking it, by the way? How did how did you break the news to her? In the yeah. So I came home and I said, Mom, uh... I'm sorry. We had some we had some bad news today. Uh, we lost the house. Yeah. She goes, "What are you talking about?" I go, "Jason Dumas, <laughs> crime reporter. He lost our house today on the station. Oh, how? Bet for the Hawks. That's yeah. why. I Blame Trey Young. Yeah. And blame Jason Dumas. Yeah. <laughs> and knowing your mom, she's probably like, "Oh, oh well. You got to roll with the punches." She's like, "I'll take the couch, I guess. Yeah. Okay. okay. You know, no- <laughs> All right. Very nice. Okay. Are we gonna get into Game Sevens? You think? In this round? This round, we we could in Milwaukee. I, that's the one I would go with because I still think Boston wins that series, and obviously they're down here. So it's if the take Sixers, some, if the Sixers doing. win today, I think that one might go seven two. That's a tough, like, that's a tough series to project for me. I'm trying. I try to be unbiased. You know, I'm. A, I, I root for the Sixers. I'm, sure, I'm a Philadelphian. It's in my blood. Seems like you're not necessarily the biggest Doc fan. Am I wrong? Uh, he's he irks me. Okay. Um. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, you could do worse than Doc, I think. I think he's not as bad as some. So, Doc. I'm kind of a Doc fan. I thought he did a good job. He's obsessed with DeAndre Jordan. With Boston. Why is, he de- why is he obsessed with DeAndre Jordan? <laughs> I don't know. Why is he playing that guy? I don't guy? know. It's so All annoying. the success they had, all the rings they won with the Clippers. DeAndre Jordan should not even be in a basketball game right now. But anyway, we're neither here or there. Uh, it's been hard for me to project that series because... <clears throat> I'm sorry. I think if Joel Embiid is healthy, they could easily beat the Heat in a seven-game series, but he's not healthy, so it's just hard. Yeah. Like, you don't know what Joel you're going to get every night. He this played guy, 30-something minutes last game. Huh? Messed yeah. up finger. Yeah. Broken face. Concussion. Dealing with this thing all on his face. This mask now. It's just mm-hmm. tough. Mm-hmm. It's tough. And I don't know. Then so if they if they even beat the Heat, then they have Milwaukee or Boston looming. It's just a tough pill. The thing we'll find out today is, as we were just saying about Dallas winning Game Three in a one-sided series, a series that goes five, that's the game that the lesser team wins, and that's right. the game the Sixers won. So did they figure something out? Had they figured out how to run the Heat off the three-point line, or was that just the one they were going to get anyway? We'll get at least part of the answer to that today. You know what I would love? This would be a dream scenario for me. It's all about me. Like I like we Of just course, said, yeah, we've he, established that, yeah. 
You know, our very own 95-70 game, Alan Styles is getting married. Yes. In Philadelphia, my, my hometown. Alan and his fiance, they met in Philly at Temple. You told me she was a better ball player than he was, and he didn't really take kindly to that. Al, Alan's, wife, that Alan's fiance was a softball player. Alan was a baseball player. So, you yeah. know, naturally, baseball, softball, you know, yeah. met, fell in love, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, that wedding is in a couple weekends from now. I'm hoping that the Warriors are off so I can hop on a flight and go out there, and then maybe the Sixers have a home game okay. that weekend, right. too. Yeah. That would be a dream weekend for me. <laughs> Dream weekend. I'd get to see my boy get married. I'd get to see the process. Still in play. And then I could just shoot back to the Bay. And, yeah. And then hopefully when I shoot back to the Bay, it's a, uh, you know, it's a Golden State Phoenix right. Western Conference Finals game yeah. or something. It's still in play. It's in play. Uh-huh. A lot of things got to slide my way. We'll see. <laughs> it's funny. When the Warriors, like, my life the last month and the next, well, whenever the Warriors season, like, you can't plan anything because... I don't know when the Warriors will be playing, when they won't play. I, You know, I can't take vacation or off time during a Warriors playoff game. So we just – that's kind of been my life the last couple of weeks. Wait and see. We'll see what happens. On the text line from the 707, the seat of all knowledge and wisdom, who rides that 08 Celtics ring cloud harder, Doc, or those players? That's a great question. It's definitely the players. They have, like, reunions. You would have thought they were a dynasty. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, they is definitely those players. I love KG, but hello, yeah. They like hated Ray Allen for the longest because Ray hello. Allen went to the Heat. Yeah, yeah. I got it initially, but then when like KG was acting bitter like ten years later, right? I was like, Dude, grow yeah. up, mm-hmm. grow mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like you're not like when he did it initially. It's like all right, he's a fierce competitor, and like uh, Ray went to the evil Heat, who were our rival. I kind of did understand it. It's like, eh, we we that left a sour taste in their mouths. So we don't love you anymore. But then once you're done, you have yeah. that common now, experience. That competitiveness that like we commended you kind of for now is just looks like immaturity. Yep. Like, dude, grow up. Yep. You guys yep. are adults. It's mm-hmm. a it's a basketball game. Yeah. Uh we'll get back to the Warriors. And by the way, I want to remind everyone about the question that 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 you had at 888-957-9570. What's your level of confidence now in the Warriors? Winning a championship, right? Zero to ten. Did I did I get your question right? Yeah. I said earlier mm-hmm. before the playoffs started, I would have been at about a four to be honest, and now I'm at a about a seven and trending upwards uh, after last night. Um, but here's what I want to ask you about as well. We we're just talking about Doc and Mark Jackson, who did the game last night, was the uh, one of the analysts on ABC. Looks like he may be back as an NBA coach. A lot of Warrior fans. In the are, region, too. Yeah. A lot of Warrior fans are wondering why he hasn't coached. You know, he had three years with the Warriors, helped them turn around, and then he was on his way, and the Warriors took off after they uh, got rid of him. He hasn't coached since. Apparently in Sacramento, the owner really loves him and loved the interview. And he's also interviewed with the Lakers. Do you think Mark Jackson would be a good hire? I do. He's He, he was a good coach when he coached. You know, he kind of, you know flamed out and you know he got the reputation that it was kind of hard to deal with and he was a lot for non-basketball related reasons and you know sometimes it's hard to shake that stain for some is easier than others uh that's a whole nother can of worms but i do think he's done nothing to tell me he wouldn't be a good coach mm-hmm. he was a good coach with golden state mm-hmm. you know well they did do a lot better once he was gone and but Joe I, Lacob says he couldn't get along with anybody Joe Lacob said he couldn't get along with him. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah, no. Yeah. I, 
I believe that part. I don't think the Warriors got better part when he left was because of Mark Jackson. I just think the players naturally got better. Like Steph and Clay, they were when when Mark Jackson got fired, they were like just entering their prime. I'll be honest. I think they still win championships if Mark Jackson was the coach. Maybe. Yeah. I and thought, I think Steve Kerr is a good coach, but I also think like you win championships because of your players. Sure. I thought the offense and the offensive system, though, really took off when Steve Kerr and his staff took over. That's but fair. He, if, you're, if you're Sacramento right now, your choice appears to be you could have Mark Jackson maybe or you could have Mike Brown. And to me, it's like, look, Coach Jackson, maybe you got a raw deal. You had success there and you haven't coached since. But Mike Brown. Well, if I mean, those are the legit two choices. It's no contest. I'm going Mike Brown. Me too. I don't know Mark Jackson. Could be a good guy, could be whatever. I know Mike Brown. On top of being a good coach, he's A plus dude. Yeah. Like, I really like mm-hmm. Mark, uh, mm-hmm. Mike Brown. So just as, just as someone who knows him personally, I want him to get that opportunity. He yeah. deserves it. Yeah. I just, yeah, you're assuming a lot of potential risk with Mark Jackson that you're not assuming if you hire Mike Brown. But also the Lakers have interviewed Mark Jackson. So, And then maybe it's not fair, but I just wonder, well, how come, you know, for the success he had with the Warriors, he was there three years and two of them, they made the playoffs. Uh, he had a winning record overall. No one's hired him. How come? And I know we, we discussed this earlier, and I know, look, let's be honest, he said some things um, based on his religious beliefs that are not necessarily widely held some view them as offensive and perhaps that's part of it he should he is entitled to his beliefs if that's part of it maybe that's not fair but if there there must be reasons why he hasn't coached who mark yeah Yeah. yes sir yeah you know well one of the reasons you just said it lakeup said he didn't get along with anybody and like you don't get along with this person or that person this kind of thing but when you're the common denominator of every bad relationship yeah, it's kind of telling. It's mm-hmm. kind of like you're probably the issue. Mm-hmm. All these other people aren't crazy. Yeah. It's, it's probably you. Um, he's – and I don't I don't know all the details, so I don't just want to be throwing poop at a wall. But I know from what I've been told, he doesn't hide this. He's extremely religious. Mm-hmm. And he's a minister. Yeah. Yeah. He allows his religious beliefs to kind of infringe on other people. Where it's like, all right, you can think that or be that or whatever it is. You're a man of faith. It's not me. It's not me. You know, we we can all be different. Mm-hmm. Don't put that on me. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of, kind of, he kind of draped that on the people around him, and uh, it was off putting. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, you earn you earn a reputation, and sometimes it's hard to shake it. And like I said earlier, some people can shake a reputation easier than others. We see that in all facets of life. Um, but I do think he should get another opportunity. You know, in in professional sports where we see these co- coaches just get recycled so easily, why can't Mark Jackson yeah. get recycled? It's been a while now, and given the current circumstances, and given that in Sacramento especially, it looks like, wow, that might be a fit there. I think if he doesn't get hired there, he may never be hired again anywhere else. And I'm not wishing yeah, that. I'm just no. looking at it and going, wow, this this may be it. Well, in an ideal world for me, Mike Brown goes to SAC and Mark Jackson goes to Los Angeles. That would be great. I want to see them both coaching. That would be awesome. And uh, 
I think they both deserve it. I'm just waiting. It's, it's a matter of time before Mike gets another job. I'm sure he's probably maybe even turned down some opportunities. Yeah. I mean, you could see if he wanted to just stay here a while and see what Steve decides to do, right? He's still getting paid by Cleveland, if I'm not wrong. Wow. Yeah, that man, he's chilling. Yeah. He's chilling. He's essentially the defensive coordinator for the Warriors. I could see how maybe, you know, these guys are all competitive, um, and maybe he feels like he still has some things to prove as a head coach. Uh, I could see that. But I think right. he's, he's going to get his chance at some point. And you got to be really careful about what head coaching job you accept. Right. Let's go to the Xfinity Mobile text line. Uh, it can't be religion. Steph is very religious. Everyone didn't get along with Mark Jackson. I'm not saying that he got in his situations because he's religious. It's not what I'm saying. I'm saying he projected a bit his religion and his religious beliefs onto other people. And it was off-putting. Mm-hmm. So it was not the fact that he was just a religious guy. Like you said, Steph's religious. Damian Lee is religious. Prays after every game. He'll mm-hmm. leave an interview session because he has to go pray. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not because he was religious. Like everything in life, it's not what you do. It's how you do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Mark Jackson was off-putting to some people. All right. So, yeah, we'll be keeping an eye, obviously, on that situation. Mark Jackson to the Lakers, to me, just makes me – I, I want to see it just to see what what would happen. Well, I think Mark Jackson, he commands respect. Like I said, he could have he, he was off-putting in some aspects of his life to people, but that's one thing that he commands respect. And I think that's a locker room that needs a coach like that because I feel like they walked all over Frank Vogel. They didn't really respect him. You know who also could use a coach who everyone respects? The Brooklyn Nets. Mm-hmm. Steve Nash is like one of the boys. Even you hear Kyrie like, oh yeah, like I want to be the, I want me, Katie, and and Danny. What's the what's their uh, Danny? F- no, nah, it's not Danny Ferry. Who's their uh, who's their GM over in Brooklyn? Anyway, it's on the tip of my tongue, but uh, Kyrie, he he wants he wants to be the. Uh, You're talking about Sean Marks. Sean Marks. Okay, thanks, you, Sterling. I got Sean Marks and Danny Ferry mixed up. Um, yeah, Sean Marks. Uh, Kyrie's like, yeah, yeah, me, Sean, and and, and KD, we want to be like the engineer and kind of run this team. Yeah. I'm like, you know. That, that doesn't work that way. No, it doesn't. doesn't work you that even, way. So you need – my point is to even bring up that. You need a leader of men in certain locker rooms, especially in, I think, a locker room like L.A. where they have a lot of big-time superstars – I don't want to say because I don't really like the undertones of this, but I can't think of a different phrase, but you need someone to put people in their place. Yeah. On the text line here on Mark Jackson, 650, Mark Jackson was known for not wanting people to practice, even Jerry West. Jerry West himself has said that wasn't true. The report that Mark Jackson kicked him out of practice, I believe it was. Jerry West, I heard him do an interview, I think it was with Peter Vesey, cosplayed on the air. And Jerry West said, that's not true. So I don't know what their relationship was. But I know that's something that I thought was true. Jerry West says that's not true. I think the problem with the Lakers, by the way, you know, having a, a solid coach, someone that's respected, is going to help. But that's not the problem there. That's not the problem in L.A. We don't have to worry. You know, it's the roster. We don't have to worry about that here with the Warriors um, taking command of the series against the Memphis Grizzlies last night. Steve Kerr's done a great job this year. Oh, yeah. He's coached a heck of a season. Um People were doubting Steve Kerr after last year. Um, shoot, after the last two years. Well, two years ago, kind of a wash. No Steph, 
Draymond basically admitting he just oh, the gap year fifteen and fifty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was awful. Uh, last year was weird. There's a couple, you know, head scratchers like why is why is Bradley Wanamaker, Wanamaker playing? Love Brad, love Brad to death, but Philly comrade. But why why is Brad for many nights playing more than Jordan Poole? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know there were there were some head scratches last year. Wanamaker and Baysmore were the offseason acquisitions, and, and, and Kelly Oubre. Yeah, Oubre. And I got to be honest, I thought, whoa, those that's a pretty good acquisitions. Oh, I loved they, I, I I thought the Oubre acquisition was going to be great too. It, it just never fit. It wasn't the right fit. It's not that he was a bad player. He doesn't fit Steve Kerr's system. He had a nice year this year. Yeah, he had a nice year for Charlotte because he's yeah. a good player. Yeah, he is. He just. That ball has to be flinging around in motion, and he's a he's a ball ball stopper. You know, um, he needs he needs a couple dribbles to get his shot going. He, he's a ball grabber. Yeah, <laughs> ball stopper. <laughs> um, anyway, so you know Kelly uh, just didn't fit here, and you know people were doubting. Hey, can Kerr coach? Like, yeah, he has rings, but he also had. Curry, Clay, Dre, and Easy Money Sniper. Right. KD. Right. Like, I could coach that team to a championship. Can Steve Kirk coach? Showing you this year. Yeah, he can coach again. Yeah. Yeah, they have a good team, but, like, he really had to coach this team. This this wasn't a roll the ball out and y'all are going to win. I agree with what you said earlier that, you know, it's mostly the players. I think, well, I'll speak for myself. I tend sometimes to give too much credit to, to managers. I remember one time, the way I learned this, and I'll bring this back to the Warriors, but um, Coco Crisp pinch hit uh, 2012, I think it was, against the Yankees, and the and the A's swept the Yankees. And afterwards, I was talking to Coco Crisp about, boy, Bob Melvin, uh, you know, pressing the right buttons. And he looked at me like, oh, you think Bob Melvin did that, huh? And in a very nice way, I felt that, all right, he's explaining to me that the manager didn't do anything. You know, it's all right, all right he, he called on Coco Crisp to pinch it, but Coco Crisp got the hit. So I've yeah. never forgotten that. So Steve Kerr, yeah, it's mostly the players who've done it, but Steve Kerr and his staff have done a great job this year navigating all of the difficult circumstances involving injuries and Jordan Poole and starting lineups. And we know it hasn't been easy, right? There was that stretch where it looked like, wow, they're not a good team right now. Oh, yeah. And he's got a long ways to go, and he's got a lot to figure out the rest of this series and then beyond. But I think he's done most of the credit. I always give it now to the players. But Steve Kerr's done an excellent job this year. It's funny. We're talking about Steve Kerr. The winner of Coach of the Year is probably going to be the guy to coaching against right now, right? Yeah, yeah. He might win that. Yeah. Who who are the finalists? Is is Jenkins? Mon- is a Monty of yeah, finalists? Monty Williams, Jenkins. And Finch is not, I believe, which yeah, I think he should have been. Finch is the guy in Minnesota, Minnesota right? Yeah. 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 Uh I can't even remember who the third one was. I just know the the Warriors got snubbed on like all of those awards. Uh-huh. You have the third best record in the NBA. You don't have anybody up for any season awards. Taylor Jenkins, Monty Williams, and Eric Spolstra. Eric Spolstra. Uh, I guess. I mean, they have a really good team. I, I guess, well, like, yeah, Spolstra. The Heat's record is impressive because, I mean, like, we know Bam. We know Jimmy Butler. We know Harrow. 
Kyle Lowry. Those are the three. But, like, if you actually, like, look at their situation, Jimmy Butler missed a lot of time. Kyle Kyle Lowry missed a lot of time. The Heat are winning with guys like Max Struess, Gabe Vincent, like, who are playing big minutes. And they, there wasn't much of a drop-off. So that's probably in a tribute to coaching. So I can get behind a Spolstra. He's a really good coach. People kind of roll their eyes sometimes when we talk about this team's culture or that team's culture. But from where I am, the Warriors culture and the Miami Heat Very culture, similar. they're well, they're definitely real. I was just gonna say they're real. Yeah. And they, they definitely know how to make that work. Make find players that fit that. And then Uber is a good example of a guy who just didn't fit the Warriors culture. Yeah, yeah. and the, the style of play. But like culture is a real thing. Like Yeah. I've covered the Giants are a great example of that too. Yeah. How it works? I, you know, like I cover the Warriors on a daily basis, part of my for my living, and just things are different. Like from the coaching staff to the players to the media relations staff, they do it a certain way. And I've covered other teams. I'm not even going to because this isn't turning into. A, I'm taking a shot at this team and a shot at that team. Sometimes teams they're just bush league. And, like, there's been times where I'm like, this is why you guys suck. Seriously. And you wouldn't think it's like, oh, because you didn't have access to this. That's why their team sucks. Like, it's not that linear. But if you take a step back and you just see how everyone within that organization operates, it's like, oh, there's dysfunction in the locker room. Their coach is a mess. Their media relations staffs don't know their left from right. It's just an organizational thing. There's nothing. That's a good point. You, you can just tell. Yeah. With with Golden State, they're not perfect. I ain't going to act like they're perfect. There's some things that happen where I'm like, come on, man. But generally speaking, they're, they're organized. They know what they want. They are good at what they do. And they, they stick at what they're good at. And it just it resonates throughout the whole organization. I read a book by, I think it was Michael Lombardi, and I'll make a real quick point here, and, and then we'll get back. To, we'll take a time out get back to the uh, Warriors. And he said that that all started uh, taking culture, which had been something that business organizations, business organizations, company talked about, and then transferring that to sports. He said that really started with Bill Walsh. And Bill Walsh, when he was wow. here running everything, he decided we want everybody on the same page. Everybody in our organization has to know what we're about and has to practice that every day. I don't know if that's true, but I could see how that was the case. Because for Bill Walsh, it was like everybody from our interns to our, you know, the PA announcer. If you're part of the organization, we're all about the same thing. And I think the Heat and the Warriors certainly uh, embody that. They're not the only ones, but they're two shining examples in the NBA. Coming up next, speaking of shining, the Warriors shot the ball. How well last night? Some absolutely stunning numbers are next. Jason Dumas and Whitey Gleason, 95-7 the game.